Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna. To keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch. When it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on Shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Monsignor Travis Morningstar. Yes, I'm just... Always, uh, always. Cool, cool boys. Scanning the room for all the things that could kill me. (laughs) In an earthquake. Dude, you gotta stop researching earthquakes. Ever since we got out to California, sure, the earth rocks and rolls every every now and again. This is the birthplace of rock and roll. Maybe not. I have no idea. But just, just don't look at earthquake footage anymore, Travis. It's not going to be healthy for you. Well, it's either Japan Sinks, an anime about earthquakes, okay, or 90 Day Fiance. So I, I don't know which one is more... Watch Japan Sinks. Watch Japan Sinks. Yeah, right? I don't like all this 90 Day Fiance stuff. It's ruining the institution of marriage. Well, I got to a depressing episode of 90 Day Fiance where oh, they... Oh, you got to a depressing episode? Is there ever not well, a depressing episode? We have a lot of political news to get to, but I do think this might be more pressing than four executive orders, than Kanye West deciding to run, perhaps in Wisconsin, or get on the ballot in Wisconsin rather there's a lot of stuff to talk about Beirut um but what's going on with 90 day fiance I got to an episode where they were gonna do a like a, a tell-all where all of the couples come back isn't the whole thing a tell-all no, at it's, all it's times when, it's when all of the couples get to like laugh at the other couples mm. but they had to do it over zoom that sucks because no and then I was like wait I it broke the illusion because it for a moment I lived in pre-2020 Right, because right. the, the to see all these people, all of these like different shaped men, uh, yes. walking around with these beautiful uh, uh, like all of these women they purchased, women, yeah, all, yeah, and then to, and you know to see them touching and on the street with other people, and then bam, reality hits, and they all are yeah. in Zoom boxes. They're just like us at the end of the they're day. Even in... even the celebrities from Ninety Day Fiance, they're just like us. Well, I it's. I've purchased, as you know, multiple cameos. Oh, cameos. Good. I thought you were going to say women. No, no. I've po- I've purchased multiple 90 Day Fiance cameos because they're all on there. So it's not like I'm, it's not like they aren't celebrities to me. No, they are big celebs. I, I agree with you. I have my pro wrestling celebrities. If I saw, if I saw, uh, I don't know, Apollo, um, now I can't even think of any names. Let's say Apollo Cruz. I would be like, "Oh, I'm a big fan, sir." Did you? And I wouldn't care if I saw Morton Downey Jr. You expended all of your wrestling energy by talking to yourself for an hour yesterday. Yes, I did. Kind of fun alone, and sure, it is. At some point, you do feel, "Am I mentally ill?" Um, when you're just talking into a microphone, basically by yourself. 
But that's called showbiz, baby. Yeah, absolutely. We're in but it I, now. I, uh, 90 Day Fiance was, for a time, a universe where I could I could sit on the moon like Dr. Manhattan and watch. Because they have before 90 Day. Uh-huh. They have um, happily ever after, question mark. They have I'm assuming the answer is no. It is no. Okay. This woman, one of these women who lives in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> real town. I love Mechanicsburg. I would like to live there if your car breaks down. What a place She's to be. She's 32, lives in Mechanicsburg. She brings a 20-year-old Jamaican guy, and he proceeds to have sex with half of Mechanicsburg. <laughs> Well, well several of times, several of those times he gets captured on surveillance cameras and yeah. she still brings him back. Still, she's still a 32 year old single woman in Mechanicsville. And I'm what just, else is I'm just she watching, get? thinking like, I, I, I want to be away from these humans and their emotions and their, their foibles. I want to be Jamaican. Uh, well, I love that. And I'm happy that you're watching 90 Day Fiance as opposed to nonstop earthquake footage. Also, when it comes to Beirut, what happened in Lebanon with the explosion, um, just hundreds of tons of um, ammonium nitrate that is extremely flammable. Uh, not exactly something that they had well protected or guarded or they weren't even taking any amount of concern over it. It was just sort of like, I don't know, just kind of a fun T-shirt you put in the corner and forget about until it explodes full of cockroaches. But in this case, it exploded full of um uh, like fireworks and a bunch it of other didn't stuff. didn't look like fire. I mean, these are actually, no joke, terrifying Dude, videos. These, it was horrible. There's 200,000 people homeless right now. There was 130 people plus killed. Lebanon, first of all, is in shambles. It's basically been a proxy war country for a long-ass time. The Iranians have run roughshod over Lebanon. The Russians are going crazy in Lebanon. Beirut was sort of the last bastion of mild success that Lebanon had. Yeah. And as we saw with the explosion, what happens when government corruption meets total ineptitude, meets a flammable situation, is extremely freaking scary. It's and scary. we have to look at the bridges and the roads in this country because that's where that's where I think both of our heads went. I was like, that shit can happen anywhere. Oh, the Verrazano Bridge is like one one uh like oh a truck God. with too many cows on it or something is going to make that bridge collapse in on it if, if burger chris, tuesdays if, might kill it if chris christie drives over that freaking bridge it's <laughs> oh, gonna go oh yeah Yay! chris christie fat joke. well he's back Have in the news he's, I, he's, I love a chris christie fat joke totally <laughs> acceptable i am on board my friend but i've seen i've seen a, fi a fireworks factory explode and that is fun looking when did you see that if you go go on youtube right now and type in oslo firework factory mm. explosion and that is fun looking that was cool huh? yeah they add dramatic music to it but it's honestly it's a bunch of like cowboy ca it's a bunch of cowboy hat shaped fireworks blowing up and then people are like kind of running away in a half jog but also going ooh, you gotta uh. be impressed yeah. yeah they're kind of impressed by it. but this but that was the scariest part about the lebanon about the beirut explosion was people were taking video they thought they were far enough away yes. and at first it was much more voyeuristic and they're like oh okay some shit's going on and then it came for them and the whole thing changed it, it it kind of speaks Scary, it speaks to an analogy that I was thinking of, which is we as Americans, we often for many years, I think we get to sort of sit back and watch misery happen across the world in in like what, you know, lesser countries or something. We get to feel pride. But then you find, you know, we and there was talk immediately after seeing this sort of blood red plume of, a, of an explosion happening in Beirut that it was. Uh, a terrorist organization. It was, you know, El Hezbollah or something like that. It was the largest non-war explosion, although you could argue Lebanon is sort of in constant war. Just that region itself is, again, they're being devastated and pulled every which way. 
that's a whole nother foreign policy discussion we should probably get a expert 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 yes. on but the reality of the situation that it was merely political incompetence and corruption and just malfeasance yes. that did it is really it's almost so scarier it's so much scarier and i'm with you bro the the further that we have been removed from new york love new york will always love brooklyn uh but the further I'm removed, I look at Manhattan Island and I'm like, why is anyone on it? It looks like it's about to go. And then yesterday, because earthquakes are all the rage here, yes. although I slept through the only one that has ha the, the one that happened this past month. Yes. I just straight up slept through it, which is a, that is a super that's like a super skill for me. I feel like yeah. that's a, my superpower is sleeping through trauma and then I don't feel it and well, then I'm totally fine. But apparently, I found out Manhattan, there's a fault line that goes like right through the middle of it. All of these earthquakes or all of these um, uh, these massive storms that we're having, yeah. all of these hurricanes, apparently it's messing with it. And then my buddy was just like, so there's a good chance Manhattan has an earthquake within 10 years. And then everyone is going to die. So escape from New York. You may have to. I think it's in reality. It's probably a good idea, not just because I don't live there anymore. But uh, you can. Did you see the power out? But to that to yeah. that point, did you see the power outage in New York? I, I half heard of tell. Manhattan Island, tens of thousands of people just power gone in the blink of an eye. When we're talking about government corruption, the thing that we don't talk about the most is what's so important, and that is infrastructure and how that money is not going to infrastructure. It's getting gobbled up by all the big old fat grubby hands that run this damn place, run it horribly. And that is so true. When you're driving in New York and you're under the Verrazano Bridge, or um, when you have a chance to look under some of the bridges that you have you know, when yeah. you're beneath, it is so freaking horrifying to see the amount of rust just one thing happens. One mild earthquake happens in a place like New York. I don't think any bridge will be standing. Well, it's it's speaks to the fact that most of not our not to scare everyone driving right now in New York. <laughs> you you are going to be fine. That road. This is not the day the road is going to commit suicide on you. Just keep driving. Though. Keep driving. Don't, don't stop. Don't look back. <laughs> because the man the island known as manhattan or aka sex criminal boat is a, is going to sink eventually and what a boat it is but it really does speak to the fact that all of our infrastructure in this country that we take for granted was built in like 1935 yes. and uh there hasn't been any improvement since i mean just the new york city train system alone is a relic uh, that is. we that we cram millions of people on day in day out well not anymore but well that was the craziest thing after hurricane sandy of course with the l train not to get too inside the weeds in new york city but the l train got rocked by hurricane sandy it was totally flooded it was destroyed we still use the damn thing for five yeah. years before they partially shut it down i think that was the right way to go just to make sure that people had some mode of transportation but at any point it could have just I guess become a total, it could have just been filled with water and then you're in the subway and then all of a sudden you just die because now you're a fish in like the worst kind of uh, of aquarium. In the years since Sandy, I don't, They all they did was just sort of tell everyone that went on the train like, oh, this is a scary train. It's a scary like, train. They cobwebs and fake, fake spiders <laughs> and be like, this is the scary train from now on. Well, that's what happens when you have Halloween Adventure be your number one go-to when it comes to refurbishing the L train. Absolutely. But anyway, so our hearts are with the people of Lebanon. This is really oh, the people my, of but, Beirut. But the thing I was saying that I got is that, uh, you know, that is that explosion in Beirut is yeah. closer to us than we think. Absolutely. Is, is, what I, is what I really feel in my soul 
which is like incompetence will lead to our destruction not necessarily a masked bandit or Mm -hmm. like some kind of everyone wants a villain like the villainy is incompetence which is which is the thing that is plaguing us currently you know that was 135 people dead so far we're looking at 150,000 people dead because of incompetence as well it just doesn't come in the form of a a plume of smoke right absolutely Um, and that really is the conversation it's a little bit more boring than other conversations that can be had you know it's not going to make the Laura Ingram show but when it comes to infrastructure like it is just straight up about concrete nuts and bolts we just need it back my buddy was driving he drove right over the bridge about two minutes before it collapsed in Minneapolis, which is horrifying. That killed tens of people. There was a bus, thank God there was no school children on it, that was traveling and was just like, that bus is now gone. This shit is very serious, and that's why when we look at what happened in Beirut, don't uh, uh, first of all, avoid all schadenfreude. Don't be like, thank God that happened there and not here. Because this shit... The way that we are operating right now with the level of incompetency happening in all forms of government, the fact that uh, Congress took their little recess without doing their homework, they didn't do the test. They just took the recess without doing the work. They just straight up dipped out of school like it's the movie Dazed and Confused and the bell rang and they're out to haze a bunch of kids. Unfortunately, we're the kids uh, getting uh, sprayed with mustard and ketchup during whatever bizarre hazing ritual these elites want to give to us. That is really the thing that we have to take away from what happened in Beirut. We need to be extra cautious. The re- When we hear Donald Trump signing four executive orders, this is nothing. I'm sure in some circles there will be this narrative of, of being a savior. Donald Trump, thank God for him. Without him, we wouldn't be able to get the $400 a week, or as Travis will explain, most likely more <laughs> like $300 a week. Thank God that he was able to do that. The truth is... That's an extremely sad thing that had to happen because of just the way that our Congress is operating right now. Gridlock, it's so pathetic. Everyone is so pissed. And if the Democrats think that this is somehow making the Republicans look bad, they're right. But at the same time, the Republicans are making the Democrats look bad. And then no one in America likes either of them. Yeah. Well, so that's, I mean, we're here we are on Sunday. Yesterday, on Saturday, Trump went to... Trump National Golf Club. Hey, buddy, you got to golf when you're doing Bedminster, shit. New Jersey, <laughs> uh, to sign four executive orders, which um, were in response to the Senate and House. Their their negotiations absolutely the floor and, just fell out. And what negotiations there were, yeah, you know, well, just well, so my powerful. God, yeah. C-SPAN was just full of democracy and action, and I was like, look at this Congress battling it out, trying to figure out what's best for the American people. No, oh wait, it's that that go- didn't happen. Governance by microaggression. <laughs> Because truly, that's that's really what it, it was. truly is, and it's got you. Everyone is trying to get the other person. Everyone is trying to clap back. Yeah. And if I see Nancy Pelosi try to clap back one more time, and I'm never even going to say that term, clap back. I'll maybe say it three more times. Um, that to me is so aggravating. Yeah. It is just everyone is a child. Everyone is following in toddler in chief's shoes. No one's an adult anymore. And Nancy Pelosi is. I don't know how the Democrats are messing this up because Joe Biden this week also, and we'll get to the executive orders here in a second, but Joe Biden this year, or this week rather, the and basically all freaking year as well, the gaffes this week were a double down on the gaffes that he was making previously when it yeah. comes to the black community. 
basically saying the black community is a monolith and they're going to vote for me no matter what. And then he said the Hispanic community, they're more diverse than the black community. They might vote Republican. They might vote Democrat. Of course, there is some logic to the idea that there are a lot of conservative Hispanics. You look at the Cuban-Americans in Florida, of course, extremely against opening relations with Cuba that Obama was pushing. You have a lot of religious uh, concerns within the Hispanic community, a lot of Catholicism. But that's also in the African-American community and hell, obviously, in the white community as well. But Joe Biden just cannot manage to talk about race in a comprehensive way. And then all of those clips, they are just going viral and they're offsetting every single claim that the Democrats are trying to make that Trump is the one who is ruining your life. Now, is he? There's a great possibility (laughs) that answer is yes. But are the American people buying it? This week has been a bad week for my brain because I have just been a little bit a little bit uh, underimpressed, let's it's, say, by the opposition party. It's hard to he, you know, at at first you want to say like Biden, stop talking about black people because just stop talking. You about just it. don't know how to do it. But at the same time, it's like that's a core constituency of the Democratic Party. Like, yes. could you maybe get help? Could you get some kind of therapy about how to like some kind of rehabilitation on your (laughs) worldview of black people i don't even think it's a worldview that i don't even know if it's a worldview issue as much as it is a articulate he has no way to articulate his ideas because his brain is mush yeah i'm not sure what do do i think his heart is like uh, negative do i think he has like negative feelings towards the black community i don't think so it's just the dude can't articulate anything and in a world of uh, in a world of 15-second clips, which yeah. are now more more powerful than ever before, it's just like, bro, you have to kind of put your brain into that. Into that. Imagine everything is going to be a meme. Yeah. So every 10 seconds when you're talking, check your brain. I don't think he understands that. I mean, no, even he does not understand Fa- that. I mean, that reminds me, Fauci, whenever he's in the news now, he, uh, he preempts his answers by saying, like, do not use this as a uh, soundbite. Because right. he knows that the whole game now is to pit himself against Trump. Well, now but, he's become a political figure, even though he is just a freaking doctor. I feel so. I actually do feel bad for people like Dr. Fauci. Um, I mean, you know, the world smiles, smile in. I don't feel that bad. But he is not supposed to be a political figure. No. But we politicized everything, whether it be sport, whether it be, you know, our doctors, whether it be a pandemic, whether it be rebuilding a bridge. He is so in over his political head yeah. that he you can imagine he just goes to bed at night and it's just like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> to my life? Why do why do some people also why are people wearing T-shirts with my face on them? They are doing the same thing they did with Mueller that they're doing with Fauci. This is like there there's a fandom going on. You know and I'm like, he- Mueller is an inquisitor who is doing his job. Fauci is just a doctor. Just let the dude doctor out. Do you know how easy it is to become like a resistance grifter? Do like I can you imagine being like in a room with Trump and then the, a camera pans to you and yeah. you make a face that's just like, uh, uh. yeah, right. <laughs> or like you, if you say, try again, big boy. Like if you, if that's you said, so Raven. if you said anything like that and it was caught on camera and shown on the news, you would have a, you would be like you have a, a try behind you. You are a cartoon character that is yes. then reproduced. Uh, thousands of times in in the service of resistance like culture and this is why and you know on the flip side of that then you get to go if you if you do if you if you snap really hard at the dems and you own the libs then you get to go on turning point usa and you can hang out with candace owen and you get to be a celebrity in the eyes of, of super cool dudes like charlie kirk how awesome but going back to biden i think my the 
that is annoying, obviously, him sticking his foot in his mouth when it comes to Just every time. I just want him to just not do it once, and then I'll be like, that's the clip I'll listen to. The other thing, I re- he really needs someone to tell him to stop doing this is uh, he'll go off on like a come on man kind of rant, but he'll say, <laughs> he'll say this. He'll go like, you know, when it comes to Trump, no, nah, I better not say that. That what I what I was about to say was too cool and smart. <laughs> it was too much. He keeps saying like, "Oh, I can't say that. That would that would get Trump too mad if oh I said my. the thing that I was about to say." And then people he's nobody, gonna go there, Travis. But nobody reacts to that the way that he thinks that uh, he thinks. Yeah, people, because nobody thinks he has anything in the gun. <laughs> you can't just show someone a gun that they know has no bullets in it and be like, "I could use this." Saying, it's like use it then. He's saying, "Shoot me." You're lucky I don't use my rapier wit on you right now, Trump. <laughs> like, that's what he keeps saying. And Also, I'd say, Mr. Biden, can you not say a rapier yeah, wit? Because there's rapier. some accusations out there right now. But we'll get to the executive orders here in oh, one yeah, second. Yeah. But playing on what we were talking about regarding race, um, the Democrats have not handled this Kanye West fiasco very well yeah. also. Obviously, well, the man I, heard, is, I heard Mickey Mouse is on his. Mickey Mouse did sign a petition in Wisconsin <laughs> to get him on the ballot. No word yet if that will be successful. Looks like the Democrats are pushing back and saying, uh, basically, for those that don't know, Kanye West filed officially yes. uh, to get on the ballot in Wisconsin. This would truly impact the election if he did that. If Kanye West got on the ballot in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, this could change the entire outlook of the election. It's not as if he has to be in all 50 states. All he has to do, if he goes to Ohio, all he has to do is be in a few key swing states. And let's not forget how close 2016 was. Not that any of us could ever forget how close 2016 was. Kanye West, um, the Democrats have been handling this horribly by saying things like he's going to take the black vote. Again, assuming that the black vote is so monolith and the black community is so monolith that they'll just follow Kanye because they love Yeezys, yeah. uh, which is insulting. Yeah, to the intelligence of an entire community. And I guarantee you, Kanye West, if he do, it does not look like he'll be on the ballot in Wisconsin. As we said, uh, this, most of the signatures he got were bogus. Uh, some of the signatures included Mickey Mouse and Bernie Sanders. Apparently, they just put the name Bernie Sanders down. And another woman uh, in Milwaukee said that she only signed a petition because the person that asked her to sign it was told that he's getting $1 per signature, which is obviously illegal to do. That's a campaign uh, violation. It's election fraud. You can't pay people to go gather signatures. So the way that he went about it is obviously completely corrupt and not reasonable. He is not reasonable. He is literally in a mental institution right now. Yeah. And you can tell that he's not reasonable looking at the tangible evidence of how he tried to I guess air quotes campaign uh, in Wisconsin or to get on the ballot in Wisconsin so he could campaign uh, in Wisconsin for president. But the way that the Democrats have handled this is another indicator that they cannot get on message. And I'm not going to just sit here and shit all over the Dems because, again, we're dealing with Donald Trump, who is a whole nother. We're we're we're. We are goose-stepping our way to totalitarianism right in front of our eyes. It's a slow burn, and sometimes it's kind of funny Yeah. Uh, because, truly, the world is so ludicrous. you got to laugh or you're going to die. But Kanye doesn't necessarily – it's not so much Kanye as what Kanye represents in the sense that Democrats are so scared of having another person throw their name in the ring they don't believe that they can win. They truly blame Jill Stein uh, for costing them the election. I will stand by what I have said forever. I don't care how many people run for president. It's up to the candidate to get your support. So if Kanye really swayed you in his when he was crying a bunch in what seemed to be some kind of bizarre underground 
um, like wrestling, whatever, wherever he gave his first campaign speech was just insane. Um, there was like a light bulb that was swinging overhead. It was just a very bizarre place. He did it. In a, if, if he was he, like in a Fight Club. It was in a Fight Club. Yeah. If that if that really compels you to go and support him, I'm like, okay, I get that's technically democracy, uh, yeah. as flawed as it can be. But nonetheless, the way that the Dems have approached it in this bizarre, wide, like just painting with a wide brush, like he's gonna cost it for Biden because the blacks are gonna vote for West, is so offensive. And that is just something they can't seem to like get their weird old people hands around that when you talk like that, it is when you're and especially when you're talking to a core constituent group that has supported your party for about 50 years now, looking back to 1964, 65, it is they are harming themselves so much more than Kanye could ever harm them yeah. at the polls. And if you want to vote for Kanye West, I'm not going to sit here and, I mean, I will say not because it's one of the dumbest things you could do. But as a national political party, how fragile are the Democrats where this one dude who is obviously mentally ill has the ability in their minds to destroy everything? That just shows you how fragile and how hanging on by a string the Democrats are right now. And it's extremely freaking sad. And who's to say that the Kanye West running thing who's to say that the coalition that built trump's base doesn't like that a lot of them are like edgelord 4chan 8chan i could see 8chan going behind kanye yeah of course like that's just the funnier thing right to to nominate or to uh to elect uh kanye so who's to say that doesn't pull pull like psycho uh internet troll people to kanye it's i mean if owning the libs is really what you want to do that that would be like that's like checkmate we just voted kanye west into office of course that can't happen but it is possible that kanye helps out his friend uh in donald trump and i still believe that they are friends and if you look at kanye west and you look at the interest that he has and this is what he's expressed and this is why a lot of people will continue to vote for trump he is good for real estate and that's what kanye's big business is right now that's the business he wants to get into more is the real estate business and donald trump has been pretty good for real estate um so i guess that's why donald trump and Kanye are such close friends. But it does not look like the signatures that Kanye West got in Wisconsin will be enough. The 2,000 that he needed to get will be enough to get him on the ballot. And then, of course, time is is getting uh, pretty short when it comes to uh, being able to get on the ballot. Of course, you can only do that so many uh, weeks before the election. And now this election, man, November, it's coming up very, very fast. We are getting there so fast. So fast. And I kind of want this thing to be over. (laughs) Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch. 
when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. But so let's, well, let's talk about what those, um, what let's those do, yes. executive orders were. Trump, uh, let's do it. So we got the, we got four biggies, four biggies. We well, four so biggies. technically three of these are, um, presidential memos, which oh. they just have a little less power to them. Uh, and then the fourth. Oh my is, God. I just figure, I just can see a Trump presidential memo being <laughs> like the Jackie Treehorn moment in Big Lebowski when he like etches <laughs> out, like what did he write on that pad? And it's just a dude with a big boner. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so th- you got four things here. One of the only one of them is actually technically a, um, an executive order, and that one is the eviction, the the uh, the evictions because the federal eviction moratorium did expire. Yes, uh, like a week, more than a week ago. The eviction uh, executive order is not what it may seem on its face. I think a, a lot of people th- are just assuming that this is like, oh, he's reinstating the the eviction moratorium. Mm. That is not the case. Um, this moratorium, this uh, executive order is basically stating that uh, it does not reinstate the federal eviction moratorium. Instead, the order just calls on the Department of Health and Human Services and the CDC to consider, quote oh. unquote, whether it was necessary to temporarily halt evictions. I love those words that are so broad and so vague that you can just almost do nothing. It literally, it's him. Consider temporary, consider it maybe doing something sometime, maybe storming sometime into the Oval Office and saying, Please consider the following. Consider this. <laughs> it does not do anything. Um, so the it band- basically asks it asks them like, huh, what do you guys think about um, uh, evictions? Like just in a philosophical sense. The only thing it firmly does is again re uh, restate or um, continue to uh, remind us how not functioning our lawmakers are because of course they were unable to agree on extending a federal moratorium on evictions. So this executive order, the ban itself shields barely a quarter of the nation's 44 million rental units. It, it only affects uh, residents in buildings that have federally guaranteed mortgages. So the rest of the people who live in, uh, in rentals, uh, who are out of work, who are being devastated by this economy that does not exist anymore. It's it's in the it's in the negatives. It would be great if it was a golfer. Unfortunately, we're playing the game of basketball when it comes to the economy. Does not help them whatsoever. And this again, as Travis said, is just a suggestion. This is according to uh, Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin. Isn't that just when you think when you think cool, you think Mnuchin? Yeah, I'm scoo- <laughs> scooching for a Mnuchin. Scooching for a Mnuchin every <laughs> single day. He said his White House team is negotiating, quote, uh, they are considering some payments on rental assistance. Again, these terms are considering some payments on rental assistance. David Dworkin also chimes in. He is the... <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. It's Mnuchin and Dorkin. Oh, God. They're cool dudes, dude. <laughs> don't, don't mess with the... Don't mess with the Dorkin. You're, you're, you're working for a Dorkin. Nuchin the Dork. Nuchin the Dork. <laughs> so David Dorkin, he is the president and CEO of the National Housing Conference. He says this. He says, moratoriums that have a hard deadline without rental assistance are a recipe for civil unrest. He does have that right. Oh, yeah. He goes on to say the prospect of sending thousands of sheriff's deputies into low-income neighborhoods to throw people out on the street with all of their belongings in front of their neighbors and children is a dynamic that will make the reaction to George Floyd's murder look tame 
by comparison. Absolutely. So I'm going to give Workin' Dorkin, he got that right. Look, like, if you start kicking people out, and, you know, this is the other irony. As you know, I talk to my Uber drivers. So many of them are talking about, and this is Trump's entire campaign, if Biden's elected, it's going to be tent cities everywhere. Uh, the tent cities are happening now for this exact reason. Yeah, that's you, Big T. That's you, Big T, dog. <laughs> like Travis, of course, the man who was killed uh, by uh, by the chick we're talking about there uh, Jody in last Arias. Podcast. Yeah, Jody Arias, of course. So just to give a better idea of what the country is going through right now, an estimated 27% of adults in the U.S. missed their rent or mortgage payment for I don't July. I they missed it, but they definitely didn't they pay it. They could not pay it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they are... They're anticipating that uh, when the numbers are all said and done, uh, about one third of all renters in the in the entire United States will have missed their uh, rent or mortgage payment for August. What? So a third of all oh, people are unable to pay their rent. That is called being homeless. Yeah. That is how you have a rising homeless population. And as we were talking about, uh, with Beirut, what happened there, now 200,000 people homeless because of government incompetence. These are the little cuts. This is death by a little cuts. Uh, death uh, by a thousand cuts, d- yeah. Yeah, death by a thousand cuts. And going back to George Floyd and Minneapolis, Minneapolis had this exact problem happen. Uh, they raised the rent of their of their public housing. People could not afford it, so they started forming tent cities. And, of course, in Minneapolis... They're not like California. They don't have the luxury of 24-7, 365 good weather. So now you have a bunch of people in a tent city in five-degree weather. It is a public health crisis that at some point the the city and the state will pay for. But they're so – they are just like children where they just pretend like it's not going to happen. I don't want to pay for it right now. You're going to – it's like doing – it's like doing a rent-to-own on your TV. And it's like, at some point, you're going to pay triple. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Once you have a tent city spring up that are happening all over the place, now all of a sudden you have to have police that are going to just tear it apart. And then you have to find a place for these people to live. Is it going to be better than the last place that they were at? Most likely not. This is a race to the bottom. And these policies are exactly why we are at the place where we are. And then, of course, naturally, you're going to have people driving by a tent city. And they're going to blame the people, not that all of those people are also intelligent and they have to take responsibility for themselves. I'm not saying that. But we also have to look at, like, why are these things just popping up all of a sudden in 2020 when theoretically we have more money than ever? Things should be better than ever. And yet it seems like more people are living on the street. And that is because of what's happening with rent. So over 9.6 million people rent in just Texas. And there is no statewide ban in place. There are more than 900,000 renters in Mississippi. They're also out of luck, as are more than 450,000 people in West Virginia. And what do we know about West Virginia and Mississippi? Not necessarily the most economically affluent. And these are also, ironically, people who may have supported Donald Trump and the Republican Party in the past. Hmm. He is screwing over the exact people that he said he was going to help time and time and time again. And that's what we just saw with this shallow executive order as well. And, of course, the only reason it had to happen was because Congress is so inept. And I can't even believe that these people in office have the cojones to go back to their constituents without doing the very base job. I I mean, I wouldn't show myself in public. 
if I was in office right now. Yeah, I don't really know what... And they shouldn't, honestly. You know, the, the this first executive order that we're talking about really exemplifies the sort of strength behind all of these memos and executive orders that, that he signed on Saturday because they don't do... They don't really do anything. And uh, that... I mean, I wonder, like, is does he think this is a good... Is this good politically? To I be think like, it's good politically. Think, I actually do think he it's good thinks that it means like, oh, people see that I'm doing something. I think the because they can't read between the lines. That is that is my my perception is that if you're Trump, this has been a pretty good weekend because Congress failed so miserably, and Trump does so well when he is surrounded by total incompetence because then he can say like, see. It's not just me. And technically, I'm the only one who did anything around here. He do I have to do everything he around have, here? He could have gone in, He could have said to Senate Republicans, look, this is the Get deal. Get it done. This is the deal. Uh, but instead, he chose to like... He's taken such a hands-off approach with the negotiations, too, that it almost seems like they do their own thing. And then, oh, um, you know what? The, those guys don't look like they're doing it right. So I'm just going to do it. He's not even working with the senate and again the hypocrisy coming from the right when it comes to their love of the executive order is ludicrous when obama had daca as an executive order they were so up in arms about daca um of course that's what protected dreamers that protected children who came here yeah uh, no fault of their own their parents were undocumented you guys know the story about damn near a million kids uh were a part of daca they freaked the F out. Yes. And they were like, you can't do that. You've got to go through Congress. Congress wasn't doing shit then either. Of course, that was when uh, the Republicans basically stalled everything that Obama was trying to do, including Merrick Garland, which we could probably use uh, right around now on the Supreme Court. But the hypocrisy when it comes to Trump's executive order is they see it as a true hero has come to save the day. And yes, he's orange. And yes, he's got strange, strange hair and kind of fat, but also kind of thin. But thank God for him, and because just, Congress is so inept. Well, just as a reminder, too, the... And don't forget, the Republicans were in, par- in charge of the Senate for all of this. Yes. And, I mean, the negotiations that stalled, there was no progress made in the past, like, the past couple of weeks that were supposed to be done before it expired. Nothing. They, they, they were on freaking TV yelling Senate at each other. The Senate Republicans still say, keep it at $1 trillion, if that, and still the House... Democrats say it's got to be three trillion. That well, is how two trillion dollars of a difference between a budget is the is the reason why we don't have any. That is so much ground. So and, much ground. It, like the idea that we are going to come to any kind of negotiation without somebody saying, "Okay, you literally don't have a decision here." And yet the Democrats are still bitching about Kanye. I'm like, just do your freaking job, and you we can you you don't have to worry about Kanye West ever again. This is according to Diane Yentl. She is the president and CEO of the National Low Income Housing Coalition. Uh, this is referring to a lot of people in red states when it comes to the actions, again, that Donald Trump took this weekend with executive order. Uh, this is what she had to say. She says, layering a patchwork of state and local eviction moratoriums on top of the limited federal moratorium gave, gave some level of protection to most renters, but these protections are rapidly expiring. She goes on to say, Today, renters in 30 states, including many with surging coronavirus cases, lack any federal or statewide protections against eviction. She continues, reinstating the limited federal eviction moratorium after state and local moratoriums have expired would leave the majority of renters still at risk 
of losing their home during this pandemic. So again, just a little bit more context. Uh, this puts at risk about 58% of Mississippi renters, about 48% in West Virginia, about 56% of Louisiana renters, 52% of rent renters in South Carolina, and more than 1.1 million renters in Florida. Of course, Florida, a key state yeah. if Donald Trump wants to be reelected. So he's going to have to... Um, He's going to have to help those people out uh, if he has any chance uh, in the fall. And then the – so let's go to the next uh, executive order, quote-unquote, which is actually just a presidential memo. It, the thing that Trump wants to do with this next one is defer payroll tax payments from September through December. So to defer a tax payroll payment, this doesn't mean you're not going to pay, right? This is literally just kicking so, the can. Well, he's, he's actually calling it a payroll tax cut. So this is already but it's not that. off the bat. Off the bat, he's already mis you know mislabeling it as a tax cut because what he's doing. So from September through December, if you okay. make less than a hundred thousand dollars a year, like you, most people, like most people, your paychecks will be uh, a little bit larger because of all those tax yes. cut, all those tax deductions that you see in your paycheck, and you go, mm -hmm. "Oh my God, I can't believe I'm paying." this much for somebody's social security uh, <laughs> yeah, for my mom's social security and mine these old people hate me and i have to and, pay their social security but and uh, this is why larry kudlow of course uh the crazy hound. Hound kudlow, uh, this is why he called it a gigantic wage increase but as travis just said it is not a wage increase it is just you get a little bit more money back in your paycheck that you will have to pay back then in 2021 you will be paying double, basically, Yay. in your taxes. But you know they're doing so much with the with the great roads that we have and the great schools. It it all goes to a good cause. Now, doesn't what, it? the the little caveat that that Trump adds with this payroll tax cut, quote unquote, is that if he gets reelected, you won't have to pay those taxes. He's holding, it is freaking nasty, he's, bro. Yeah, he said he would he would extend the deferral and somehow terminate. The taxes that are owed. <laughs> you so, couldn't see, but that was definitely air quotes coming from <laughs> Travis. So Travis he, Morningstar. He is saying either you elect me or you will pay double with these taxes that I'm now without you. Basically, I'm doing it whether you Shit, like it or not. It is straight up. That is just that's some that's thugonomics. Yeah, that's thugonomics. John Cena. That's some old school John Cena thugonomics yeah. right there. This is what Kudlow had to say. He says. There are roughly 140 million people who are working. There are roughly 15 million or 16 million people unemployed. The unemployment is too high. There's a lot of heartbreak out there. That's why we want to help them out with this unemployment assistance, which again, it's really not even that. He goes on to say, but, the, but there are 140 million people. They are about to get a gigantic wage increase, probably 1,200 between September 1st and December 31st. That's an interesting time frame if you think about the election in mm -hmm. November. Yep. And again, this is uh, this is Larry Kudlow talking. Uh, and again, we'd like to see, and again, we would like to, we will do everything we can to forgive those loans. So I think that's an incentive to work for those who are heroes during the pandemic and also for the unemployed. It gives them incentive to come back to work so we can offset some of the excesses of unemployment assistance. Yeah. Because that's really what's draining the economy, uh, not the damn near trillion dollars a year we spend on the military. So this is a, I mean, a pretty clear case of you're dangling this like juicy apple it's, in it's front of gross, people dude. and just hoping that people don't pay attention to the fact that you're only instituting this tax cut, quote unquote, during uh, right up until his election, 
uh, right up until his uh, presumptive election uh, win. And also, he's also he's gonna t- you know those the re- there's a reason why we pay those um, payroll taxes. He's not funding Social Security in the me- in the meantime. Well, that is so the he's other actually thing. eradicating Social Security <laughs> at the same time making you pay double taxes next year if he doesn't win. And then he dares, in, in, in the same speech, he um, he also dared Joe Biden to, he basically like, you figure out how to recoup those taxes if you get elected, because... Uh, you, you're, he might have he to is, do something. I mean, he is thugging out hardcore <laughs> right here. So Larry Kudlow here again, he says, I do think the president, and it's in the executive order, would like very much to make the deferral a permanent deferral. In other words, right. he will essentially let it go uh, in future months rather than a payback. So it will be, you know, loan forgiveness in <laughs> effect, what... Uh, that's what it really is is loan forgiveness and i think businesses will come on oh totally so there you go it really is attempting to buy an election and it's the nastiest possible way where they're saying you're poor yes here's a little bit make sure you vote for me otherwise you're going to have to pay this back and then so the next measure that trump signed was this this is the one i think that everyone is really focused on because it provided such direct um, aid to people who were struggling. It's the unemployment aid that has lapsed. So now, currently, right now, if you are receiving unemployment benefits, you're receiving your kind of paltry, whatever it is in your state. It could be uh, be $200, it could be $300, just sort of maybe probably around there. Could be a kick in the nuts. Could be a kick in the nuts. Sure. But so Trump signed a presidential memo that would aim to extend those benefits to $400 a week. Now, this politically, this is why I do believe it's been a good weekend for Trump. This because is so of this particularly. Because of this. This is so easy to wrap up in an ad. It's so easy for people to comprehend. And in many ways, this is not bad. Uh, it's not nearly as good as um, as what it could be or what it should be. But for Trump politically, this is actually a very good thing. Well, here's where it's not so great. So that $400... He says 25% of that money would be paid by states. By states. Now, the thing about that is that they states are already just like spread thin. They're Broke just, as shit. They have no more money. The and states got both of their pockets open. They're like, there ain't no coins in here. The states themselves were waiting for a stimulus plan to get to then get money, federal yes. money from, from the government. But so now they're expected to foot one fourth of this unemployment insurance benefit bill. And again, this is what happens in crony capitalism and corrupt capitalism and late stage capitalism that we're living under right now. These poor states that continue to vote red, they are going to be devastated. If you're looking for Mississippi to foot 25% of this bill, they can't do it. They just can't do it. Like there's just no money. Uh, There is money. It's being allocated in all the wrong ways. But there is no actual money because it's not going to the people that need it. And that three hundred dollars weekly that that would be, you know, so supposedly, it's four, so it's announced as four hundred. Yeah, with announced. states picking up twenty five. So many times it will be three hundred. So in most states, I would say, amidst this pandemic, that one hundred dollars extra will not be a part of it because the states literally do not have the money unless they want to like gut pensions and stuff from uh, federal employees. They may have already done it. Uh, so, but so and then uh, the three hundred dollars that is like I guess more of a concrete. Uh, example of money that you're going to receive that is from gutting FEMA so they're just going to take all the money from the hurricane right. earthquake tornado preparedness fund and then okay. amidst all of the hurricanes and tornadoes so, that okay. we, and okay. earthquakes not, that we are having it should not be lost on us that uh, it's hurricane season it is quite, uh, quite, and quite so quite so <laughs> and as we've seen over the years these hurricanes they're pesky and they yeah. seem to be getting much stronger <laughs> bigger stronger faster better Yeah. the idea of gutting FEMA right now 
is so asinine. Is that in order? I mean, it's what is, what's that old term there uh, to cut off your nose to spite your face or some shit like that? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's that, and it's also kind of a gift of the magi. It's like here's money from the FEMA, uh, the the FEMA emergency fund as like a. Yeah, some because kind of master tornado, earthquake, fire bomb is exploding in sure. like the Midwest. We're gonna need our money back. Yeah, <laughs> that, they're just gonna ask us to give. Just we need that money but back. Turns out storms are real and the, hurricanes are happening. The additional kick in the nuts for that is that that money, that all that money that is being taken away from FEMA, <sighs> that will last us one, two, three, five weeks. Woo-hoo! That and is all it will last. So you honestly, get five additional weeks of surviving just looking which is which again that that does matter but does just matter. looking at the backdrop of trump at this golf course signing this <laughs> it is just like wow that is you know say what you want about yeah. him but that is america that is america. this is this is like straight up uh, donald glover that brilliant brilliant man in every sense of the word i'm extremely jealous of him because if he just did comedy he would be a, a huge success but then he just chose to do everything and he's just unbelievably successful. By the way, I think we'll have the Lucas brothers on, Kenny and Keith, uh, next week to talk about uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Powerful new film that is out. If you haven't watched the trailer, get out there and watch that trailer. Uh, we'll be talking some Black Panthers. And one additional thing I will say about this, uh, the unemployment insurance benefits, is that uh, Mnuchin says, oh, baby, we can start that up immediately. <laughs> Scooch you with Mnuchin. We got that, we got that shit on lock. We're going to start it oh, yeah. tomorrow. And then Larry Kudlow says, it will take actually several weeks to several months to get that um, incorporated into Perfect. state systems. So uh, this so is basically, an un- if you're at, if your question right now is, okay, well, what it, when do I get my um, unemployment That's insurance? A, which benefit? is a pretty big question. Uh, the answer is, I don't know, and neither do they. I love uncertainty. Nothing makes a population more happy than just being like uncertain when they're going to get money because that doesn't destabilize people that doesn't lead people um to protest rightfully so in the streets and we're going to talk about a story here in just a second about how the cops are attacking people who have the audacity to uh take a picture of them as they violate people's civil rights and post it online yes Uh, evidently that is a massive violation at the very least according to the nutley police department and then lastly the fourth executive order that we sort of hinted on here was the student loans uh he's going to push back student loans so you don't have to pay them right now when you're dead broke and don't have a job so that makes a lot of sense um it's unfortunate that we even live in a society where that has to be an issue but that's the way it is in order to go and live the american dream you gotta start off with a boatload of debt and you know listening to all this and reading about this these four executive orders or whatever uh the thing that makes me go oh what what i need this thing uh where are stimulus checks where are the stimulus checks where are they they are nowhere they're they are in the phantom zone because (laughs) unemployment insurance benefits are amazing right i mean to get that stuff to people who need it so critically right now is amazing but also there are just people hurting because the economy is in a free fall um, yes. So here is what is you know there are some bipartisan priorities that that uh, the House Democrats and the Senate Republicans could agree on, which were the stimulus checks. Those are no longer on the table. Right. Um, when it comes to these executive orders, money for childcare, none. Mm. Uh, money for testing or hospitals or any kind of coronavirus related research. No money. And we're going to talk about the coronavirus because I have a couple of brain thoughts, okay. but I don't have much evidence to back it up yet. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get a couple more coffees in you. <laughs> 
to talk about. I'm telling you, if they try to do mandatory testing, there's going to be blood in the streets, and that's just going to happen. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Uh, another thing that is not solved with this is, a, you know, we need $100 billion to help schools reopen. We need $100 billion for another round of PPP. None of this stuff is being addressed. And in fact, it's being left in, left behind. And I don't understand how we have such incompetence in government where we can't get behind, like, protecting kids. But of course, so, that's you know, if we look at look at Sandy Hook, and we didn't have any any forward movement on how that was able to occur. And, I honestly uh, it seems I, like no one really cares. I don't think this is the big rallying cry that maybe you and some other people would. I'm think just saying it, he won. The, this doesn't. I'm not saying that this is like going to last until November. I'm just saying in the short term. Yeah. This just shows because, government incompetence, and then this orange motherfucker at a golf course just magically made it all go away in theory of course he did not but that's the the thing about i mean if he really wanted to be the big dude above all this stuff he would send out those stimulus checks because those are the things that he had his little you got a signature on that little john hancock on yes he did herbie hancock (laughs) um this is according to just lastly here and we'll talk about this story that uh i think is actually a very important story to talk about when it comes to uh, internet rights, social media rights, First Amendment rights. But just lastly, let's uh, hear some quotes here from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. The one thing they did get on, they they did get together, they wrote a joint statement. Oh, Isn't that true. sweet that yeah. Chuck and Nancy, these two rich, rich-ass <laughs> coastal elites, they were able to come together and write a joint statement. This is what they had to say. They say, today's meager announcement, of course, this was written uh, this past Saturday. Today's meager announcements by the president show President Trump still does not comprehend the seriousness of the urgency of the health and economic crisis facing working families. Uh, they go on to say, we're disappointed that instead of putting in the work to solve America's problems, the president instead chose to stay on his luxury golf course to announce unworkable week and narrow policy announcements to slash the unemployment benefits that millions desperately need and endanger seniors. So that is the Democrats' quote. Of course, we have the House in Nancy Pelosi being represented and the Senate Can uh, I, in Chuck Schumer being represented. I actually wanted to read one. You know, we uh, maybe it was last episode. We read some unemployment Reddit stuff. Yes, uh, I wanted please. to read one more here because last week... Those are surprisingly powerful and powerful heartbreaking. stuff, yeah. And I uh, last week it was a, a young person writing uh, about their experiences with unemployment amidst all this pandemic. This one is from a uh, an older person and I just want to... These are really crazy to read because, you know, we don't have... Uh, sometimes we just don't see the face of homeless, you know, homelessness or unemployment. Definitely not. Um, so this is uh, posted a, earlier today, actually. 
Uh, she says, uh, I'm stressed, scared, and just have a feeling of being lost. I'm 58 years old, went to college while raising two young boys because I didn't want to go on welfare. 30 years later, I'm facing homelessness. I live in Galveston, which thrives on tourists and was furloughed in March. I miss my job, my coworkers, and the stability it gave me. I would gladly take a minimum wage job at McDonald's rather than go through this hell. Damn. There are a lot of people here out of work or working part-time. There are no jobs. My car blew a gasket, so I can't look in surrounding towns for work. My so family fun. lives in California, so I'm basically alone. My husband passed away six years ago. I'm just lost. For the first time in my life, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's I'm not just, looking for sympathy or handouts. We are all in the same sinking boat. It, looking for opportunity, yeah. which doesn't exist. It feels good to have people here to just hear you. This is She's talking about the Reddit, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the unemployment Reddit. I'm not lazy. I will look for a job all day and every day. And honestly, it bothers me that some label us as staying home because we make more money. Yeah, air quotes. You make more money. Say that's the this is the Republican this narrative. Is, yes, force them back to work. Force them back to where, work. Where? Where are the jobs? Yeah, right. How's that working out for us? Thanks for asking. We are all in this together. Have faith. We will make it. God bless everyone, Lynn. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Lynn. I don't know you, but it sounds like you're living the bad part of a country song right now. It really is. And I hope uh, I hope we can have. Uh, another tune I, I uh, have, very very you know, soon I imagine the, the end of it would be like and they shot my dog like I, I mean, mean it seriously really is, it is it is that sort of series of uh, the audacity misfortunes. the audacity of these people the cynical view that they have of the American people in this case I'm talking Mark Meadows Jim yes. Jordan these air quotes freedom caucus guys despite the fact they don't really give a fuck about freedom unless of course it means that they have more power at the end of the day the audacity that they have or the uh, the worldview they have towards the American people, that people are happier at home getting a paycheck as opposed to going to work. It's just so sickening. And again, we have to open doors so then people can walk through them and then they can get out of their house and get a job. But right now, in the midst of a freaking pandemic, it is not happening. No. So we have to uh, play the game on the field as it stands. This is a rainy-ass mud game. And maybe maybe next week's game will be nice and bright and, sh and, and sunny and it'll be super cool. But right now, it's a nasty-ass game out there. It's a nasty-ass field, and we need to help these people out. Help, uh, of course, House Democrats, they did pass their $3 trillion corona re relief bill in May. The Senate GOP last month proposed a $1 trillion plan, uh, though it didn't bring the measure to vote as Republicans were divided on whether more aid is even needed. So the Republicans... Just think of, they didn't even vote for their own plan. So that is why we have people like Lynn, two kids, did everything right, got the college education, widow. I mean, I just that that's extremely heartbreaking. And, here, and here's uh, a here's they a little, need some help. Here's a little update. This is how fast and furious all these things are moving. Um, as of half an hour ago, the White House confirmed that people getting less than a hundred dollars a week in state unemployment will not qualify for the three hundred dollars. Less than a hundred. So if you if you get a hundred dollars or less in unemployment, you do not get the three hundred dollars or the four hundred dollars. So the, if so you are poor, right, and if you live in a poor place, you do not get. They are, does that? I mean, I know that doesn't make it's it, amazing. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They say it's to prevent fraud and abuse. Of course, you know how the government is so against fraud and well, abuse. Well, so this is this is taking that yeah. argument, that Republican argument of oh, people will sit home and get fat. Uh, even further because they're lowering the they're lowering the bar yeah. 
to the point where <laughs> if you are poor enough, you don't exist in the eyes of this administration. And meanwhile, they're all making bank off of automation. They're they're all invested in these huge tech companies. The burger flipping robot is real. I was talking to uh, Henry's wife, Natalie. Yes. She does amazing stunt work. And she's uh, she's been, you know, you wear those black suits with all the little like green bulbs and mm -hmm. stuff. Once they have your movement, they got it forever. And so now we're starting to see like action, like stunt scenes. They're just like stock footage of these performers that they paid 250 bucks one time. And they're selling that footage at like top dollar. So even in that world, I mean, CAA just signed. That's a um, that is a talent agency here in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. No pedophiles around, <laughs> um, but they just signed their first AI actor. I saw that this yeah. like automation. People in the arts thought that they were safe. I hope people in podcasting are safe. Although I don't know, you could probably listen to me for a hundred hours. Beep boop pop boop. I don't know how computers computers work, but I assume it, you go beep boop pop like boop. Yeah, and then they could be like be Ben Kissel, and you know I'm not that original, not that unique. Add a couple of Brett Favre references in there, and you have an AI robot who is doing this very show, and you wouldn't even recognize it. As I sit at home, desperately waiting for some kind of money to come in the mail, so I can feed my freaking dogs. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it. So um, that is where we are at with the four executive orders, why they had to happen or why what led them to happening, not why they had to happen, because technically none of this shit has to be happening. This is man created. This is a man made pandemic within a pandemic. And hopefully the gutting of FEMA doesn't. Well, it just will. Is, um, is it's this, hurricane season. Yeah. It's, it's earthquake time. I'm thinking this will be a kind of a monkey's paw situation where well there I mean it's you can't just tie people's hands behind their back and then tie one of their legs to their thigh like bend it up and then just be like throw them in the ocean and be like why aren't you swimming you gotta help people you gotta give them floaties sometimes you know the in movie, order to tread some water around we here. every day we get closer to the movie Sharknado being a reality I'll take it <laughs> every day I will take it and I would you know what and I I think the Tara Reid I'm going to say it. Underrated actress. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, she had a small drug problem. I'm not exactly sure what happened. Maybe, I think she was, God knows. Well, she, the 2000s ended. That's all that happened. Well, she was great in American Pie. Yeah. Okay? And she was great in Big Lebowski, and she was great in Sharknado, and and she's a hero. That's all I'm going to say about Tara Reid. I thought she's a hero for a long time, and I believe that she is. You know what I miss about DVDs? Is the um, <laughs> <laughs> tell me, Grandpa? What do you miss? I just I forgot that we were adding this segment to the show. What I miss about DVDs, <laughs> uh, part one, great is the um, the little label on every DVD that said like unrated version. Ooh, nasty! <laughs> like, They're gonna show a booby, <laughs> but it would be on like like any movie, like the Lady and the Tramp, unrated, unrated, <laughs> uncorked. <laughs> Hey man, that's pretty cool. Lady in the Trap on court. But you don't you don't you don't get to see the unrated like DVD anymore in a big uh in a big uh, no, you don't. stack of DVDs anymore. No, you absolutely I just don't. want I want I want the real shit. I want the uncut, unrated, bigger, longer uncut uh DVD versions well, with, some, with the commentary. Sure. I love listening to the commentary. Sure, sure, absolutely, Travis. You too are what suffering. What I miss about DVDs. Yes, you too are suffering, and maybe you should go on that Reddit page and write Lynn and say, I get it. I miss box sets. Yeah. I miss, you know, the extended cut. Oh, I love buying a box set. Because then you, with the Seinfeld box set, you get a tiny puffy shirt with it. Did you remember <laughs> I, that? I, <laughs> they gave you a tiny puffy Seinfeld, shirt. Seinfeld, that show gives me anxiety. I don't know why. Uh, that, I, don't, I don't think, I, for some reason, Seinfeld really doesn't hold up that well. I don't think anyway. I don't want to be. I think Friends gives me anxiety. 
Uh, well, watching Friends, Friends yeah. I'm just waiting for the. I just like they yeah. don't know what's about to happen. They don't know what's about to happen. Yeah. It's extremely. Um, it's extremely unlikely that any of those people could actually afford to live the life they lived. It was a modern day version of the TV show Girls, minus the horrible characters that are in the movie or the show Girls. I mean, maybe just one main character. I like the girl who got her butt eaten. Yeah, um, brave, yeah. brave actress, and brave. she turned out to be actually amazing in uh, in Get Out. Yes, she was uh, actually a very. She's a very. That's good a Brian Williams' daughter. I I don't know how she got successful. I don't know either. But, it's uh, really the coincidences are staggering. That's what happens when you're just in your blood. There's so much talent. Yeah. It's not about who your dad knows or money. Um, all right. Well, let's talk just lastly about what is going on in. I believe this is New Jersey. So this is this is Nutley. This is in Nutley, New Jersey. The police apparently there's nothing to do. There's they don't have anything to do other than check social media and be sure people aren't being mean to them. A new but this is truly scary when it comes it's to our constitutional great. first amendment yeah. rights. So a New Jersey police department is pursuing cyber harassment charges. Now you might think cyber harassment like what is that? It's a freaking felony. It's a big-ass deal. And the reason that they are pursuing these charges, it's against five people because one person tweeted a picture of, a, uh, of an officer. Uh, in that tweet, the tweet uh, said, if anyone knows who this bitch is, throw his info under this tweet. So the Nutley, which is pretty par for the course on Twitter. I mean, it's not nearly as bad as what Donald Trump does on a daily basis when yes. it comes to doxing people. Donald Trump is king uh, doxer. He's ruining lives. I mean, Donald Trump has destroyed lives when it comes from one tweet. One tweet will destroy your life from Donald Trump. It's not a cute ass game. So the original poster from this tweet, again, it's just a picture of a cop saying, if anyone knows who this dude is, like throw the information under there. Yes, it's not great to dox people. I understand. He did not end up getting doxed. No one could recognize the cop because he was wearing a very fashionable uh, thin blue line American flag. Uh, yeah, he looked uh, like every other thumb with a <laughs> with a like police uniform or one of the funniest memes that I saw was the American flag, and then somebody had like the thin blue line flag behind it, yes. and I was like, okay, talk about a great analogy for what's wrong with America in the police state that we are currently surviving and hopefully people are surviving out there so the original poster and the retweeters are charged with cyber harassment a fourth degree felony punishable by 18 months in jail during a pandemic put him in jail for 18 months which by the way that's the ultimate government housing isn't it and that's the government housing we all get to pay for because these cops are so sensitive Someone was being mean to me. You got a gun, bro, and you have the right to kill. Just ask Breonna Taylor. Well, we can't because she's dead. These cops are so sensitive, so thin-skinned, that they are charging these people with with a with fourth-degree felony up to punishable up to 18 months in jail. Activist Georgina Sizak is one of the retweeters revealed in the complaint. Uh, the American Civil Liberties Union of New Jersey confirmed its existence to The Verge. Uh, as did Sizek's attorney, Alan Peyrouton. The Verge has also reviewed a copy of Sizek's summons. This is according to her attorney. He says, I have never seen anything like this. I don't see how that rises to the level of a crime. Sizek did go to GoFundMe and she requested $3,000 to hire an attorney. So far, she has raised $8,200 uh, because people recognize how insane this is. But that is another part that you don't even think about. When a felony is dropped on your ass, oh yeah, who got three thousand bucks laying around? Again, 
This all ties into the race to the bottom that we're going through. So just because these cops want to charge you with a felony, you have you got to defend yourself. You got to get a lawyer unless you're crazy enough to do it on your own, in which case you are guaranteed to go to jail probably for longer. Yeah. Well, there's an, an interesting aspect of this that they bring up in this Verge article is that it seems to be common practice to track all social media posts that are geotagged near the police department. So in Nutley, the Nutley Police Department yeah. is actively checking, scrolling through geotags. And then seeing who retweets. But that's the, it's, <laughs> okay, so we got the original post, which again, is not a crime. But then the, going after the retweeters, it, yes. if that doesn't send a chill down your spine, that is... And, and causes a chilling effect on our First Amendment when it comes to social media. And you know me, I freaking hate it, but it is what it is and it exists and people have the right to use it. Um, if one person can use it, all of us can use it. And this is exactly what social media, this is actually when it when it's doing something good. Well, so only four people retweeted that initial tweet. And the question- How the hell did they even find it in Nutley? Uh, all right. But the uh, the question here in the article that, that gets asked hypothetically is, what if it had gotten retweeted 50,000 times? Does exactly. that mean that 50,000 people are getting felony charges put against them for something that didn't even, nothing happened? That they didn't do anything. Nothing happened. Right. Um, I, I want to be you able- You could also theoretically retweet it if you are a conservative who loves cops, you could retweet and be like, look at these psychos. Yeah, exactly. Is that illegal? And then you have to go, no, I'm 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 actually on the side of the cops. I got a mega hat. I got I look at my shirt. I got the thin blue blue line American flag shirt, which I think is just that is such a disgrace to the American flag. And they don't even talk about that. They bitch about people kneeling in front of America's flag. And then they just redid it. They just made it black and white with a blue blue line. It's yeah, like, and it has I, great connotations. It's very us versus them. It's very prison, isn't it? Yes. It's very nice. So this is according to the Nutley Police Department. They have confirmed that they filed uh, the complaints. This is what they say. They say charges were filed by our department for an incident relating to one of our officers. However, this remains under investigation, which prevents me from from providing any further details. That's such that's great. Detect that was a uh, detective Lieutenant Anthony Monetanari. Uh he told uh, the Verge that as well. So the fact that we have so many people struggling in this country and this is the thing that cops are worried about. That whole protect and serve thing, that whole like community, like we're here to help, then go help people. Like literally, cops should be delivering freaking groceries. Like that's the kind of help we need right now. Nobody cares about this. You got you got made fun of on social media for being a bad cop. I don't what other as citizens, what other like like you can't punch them. You're going to prison for life. You can't do anything against them other than sit there and take it up the ass, uh, which if you're into it, love it. But I don't think many people are consenting to that out on the streets protesting these monsters. Yeah. But what but other what other what are we supposed to do? Police have actual immunity, legal immunity. Yes. That they have it has been enshrined in our our justice system that police have immunity to any kind of legal and so New Jersey's cyber harassment law, it focuses on quote uh, on threats. Oh, I was just gonna say though, the police have legal immunity and now they want immunity from criticism right like they are trying, the they are trying to enshrine a system in which they are immune to both actual legal repercussions but also just cultural criticism don't be mean uh that's what happens when they follow a thin skin uh reality tv star 
uh, like their leader and uh, God that is in office right now. So New Jersey's cyber harassment law focuses on threats and, quote, lewd, indecent, or obscene material. So maybe they think that the face of their officer is just that bad, where it is indecent and obscene. Uh, This is absolutely insane, but not the first time it's happened. As a matter of fact, MSNBC uh, host Joy Reid was sued in 2018 for retweeting someone uh, who allegedly had a a defamatory post. I don't actually know what that post was. Um, She just talks a lot of shit. She just talks a lot of shit. I don't really (laughs) care. I don't really watch MSNBC. I mean, I watch it every now and again. Apparently, people are mad at Chuck Todd. I don't know. I'm mad at his. Uh, I hate his. I'm mad at his haircut. It looks like a. <laughs> yeah, it looks like know. a barcode. But they. But they're happy to have. What was that? Oh my god! I did follow that on Twitter. They were mad at Chuck Todd, but they were happy this other chick got his job. But the other chick, everyone forgets she was a Republican who worked for Bush. So wait, so there's a Chick Todd got the job, not Chuck Todd. Chick Todd got the job, but she was a former staffer for George Bush. Don't even get me started on all of this. I can't. Now I feel like I'm ranting and raving like a lunatic at a bar, which hopefully I'm doing later on, but talking about sports. Um, so this is going forward. This is according to Alexander uh, Shalom. He is the ACLU New Jersey's director of Supreme Court advocacy. He has declared this. He has declared the charges specious. This is what he had to say. He says the law is designed to prevent venal harm i don't know why they have to say these words but i have to say them now the law is designed to prevent venal harm not hypersensitivity and hurt feelings he goes on to say what this appears to be is a police officer flexing his ability to charge someone notwithstanding the fact that he cannot establish the elements of the crime and just lastly uh when it comes to the quotes sizak of course that's the person who has been charged Uh, says, I cannot explain the fear I have and the worry I have for me versus a police department. I feel afraid that I may have compromised my whole future based on something that I believed was exercising my First Amendment right. So you can already, and of course the tweet was deleted, and this is not to diss on uh, Georgiana, um, but you can already tell, like, she's scared shitless. Already you can just tell me, like, I thought I could could say that. It's like, you can. It is one like young woman against an entire police department and the idea the idea that the idea that you can just sort of be critical of a a police department that is actively like gunning for you just watch them take nwa albums off off of itunes well i was gonna say like this is really just a very small step towards an of a larger goal which is if they have if the if the like meat necked cops of of nutley new jersey don't diss people with meat necks i'm sorry I, I yeah. do like this. <laughs> uh you know what the what what law enforcement would ultimately like to happen is they'd like every 20 year old girl who thinks she's a witch that has a cab in her yeah. her instagram bio or fuck 12 they would love to see them be put into jail for five days and then get them scared straight if that True. if they could enact a nationwide scared straight program for young people who are suddenly um politically activated into not liking law enforcement right they would have they would have these teenagers or these young people in pens and cages to like teach them a lesson about like no actually i'm i'm protecting you from uh the homeless or i'm like whatever Just whatever like, whatever yeah. thing they think that uh these these young people are 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 forgetting about uh, well, when it comes to beating up people in the streets that is the one thing uh, when it comes to a 
uh, what a president does other than, you know, theoretically supposed to legislate, which obviously is not happening or at least not in a proper uh, constitutional way. And of course, executive orders, as we saw with DACA, there's the, the massive problem with executive orders when you don't go through Congress. Congress controls the purse. Have you ever heard that before? But when you don't do it, anything can just be erased with the same with the same pencil it's written with. The next president comes in and just and scrubs it and erases it. But the one thing that a president really does do is create our culture. Yeah. And this is Donald Trump's culture of being a thin skinned, thin skinned um, bully who will do and say everything and call you a snowflake if you get offended or hurt. And as soon as you do anything, such as calling one of them a bitch, they literally have the power to charge you. Well, I don't know if you remember uh, when Trump, in 2017, he went to Long Island and spoke to a uh, police officer's union. And it was the time that it was in uh, Suffolk. And he, um, he basically said, be rougher. Oh, but that's this? been the whole thing. Yeah, because yeah. I, mean, well, I think that was, he, that was the first, like, he said something about like don't put your hands on the back of yeah, their head he, when you well, throw them in the he car. He was trying. He was like kind of leading up to like a bitch. bigger statement where, but he was such like, a bitch. You know, when you put your hand over their head when you're putting them in the car, don't do that. Take the hand away. And everyone was laughing and cheering. So and he, funny. And then he said he basically said like fuck them up. And everyone was like, all well, these these are all police officers in the crowd, and they are cheering. And it really, they love it. I think it's the first time as a country we were like, oh right, the the police are listening to him. Him. Not to communities. There's a reason, and of course, Bill Barr is loving the little bit of love that he gets. Uh, there was a pro-Trump uh, rally that he drove by, and Bill Barr is like, stop the car. I want to go say, say thank you to these pro-police people. No one is against the idea of a peaceful society. That's That's what people want, and that's what people are asking for as we continue to see these protests. There are some bad apples. Okay, got it. But the protests are being escalated by the people with all of the military equipment. And it is not the folks on the streets. Um, that is the officers coming in and uh, definitely showing the new toys they got. If you have ever if you ever want to have a, a fun time, YouTube uh, police weapons convention. I think that should get you there and just watch these police departments get pitched on the newest best way to harm civilians there'll be people who have like grenades for sale all of these new fun uh ironically oftentimes they call them non-lethal weapons even though a rubber bullet to your temple will kill you not to mention uh something that we have mentioned in the past but should probably be talked about more the smoke bombs that are being used are not allowed in war uh, a lot of people speculate yeah. that that causes cancer we've had people lose pregnancies people have um had massive, uh, massive physical problems after sucking in a bunch of this, uh, a bunch of these smoke bombs that, again, we don't even use on our worst of enemies. Just watch how these cops are being uh, catered to. Uh, there was a couple of stories that we've heard throughout the years. Uh, for example, there was a T-shirt that, that was uh, sold to these cops that was like, you raise them, we cage them. I don't know if you remember that T-shirt. Yes. Um, this, just the whole the the entire philosophy of policing has got to change and the culture of policing has got to change and under this administration it's just not happening it's not going to happen and this is for all the shitting that i do on biden trump has to go four more years of this solidifies this for the next 20 years yeah four more years just makes this like because who the hell even knows if trump if the democrats are so bad that trump can get elected twice 
Mike Pence is just going to get elected or whoever. Like, who knows? I just don't see a. I don't know if a Democrat is going to be in there for a long ass time. If you want to also, if you want to like look inside the minds of the kind of guys that are like pro police, just YouTube the phrase battle box. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? These are men who like open boxes of weapons and then just like really just molest the weapons like to set to like it's like an extension of my cock i wonder if i can make it come this is the kind of the music this is them opening up a weapons box check this out ben (laughs) it sounds like anime oh my god all right so it's a cop in his in his classic combat gloves like he's bill goldberg holding up a bunch of gold-plated knives and he is w- way too happy. Yeah, he's flipping it. He's flipping the, the little switchblade. Now, to be fair, the knives are dope as hell. They are extremely lethal. It has damn near 3 million views. Wow. The glorification of weapons that kill. This is the type. Yeah, I mean, this insane battle box upgraded. So, like, 6 wow. million views on... Like, these are... People are salivating over... I hate the fetishization of the of weapons. I really... I mean, I'm not against having them, but they should be used in defense. That's, like, the whole point. Like, the whole... Uh, anyway, we've talked about that before. I just... These people who are, like, nutting over guns and I knives... I think there has are, to be some... Something to this. The idea of, like, getting your weapons ready. Because there does... I mean, there may God be... Knows is, people are. In the minds of some disturbed people like it is there's a mounting there's mounting evidence that it's time to get your golden samurai sword hey man i mean you're just gonna get shot and someone's gonna steal it from you but yeah <laughs> definitely get your gold samurai sword on we're, we're entering Fortnite world where it's like oh, every God. man for himself capture the flag like capture we're, the president we are really living in a fractured civil war world right now where it's like i don't think it'll ever be as simple as north versus south ever again it's like regional what's happening we have these micro civil wars happening. And as I've been talking about with like, you know, the arms race that's been going on in this country for a long time with gun hoarders. Yeah. Everyone wants more guns because they're scared of their neighbor. The neighbor has to get guns because their neighbor has a bunch of guns. And it's led to the what's that stu- unbelievable mistrust. What's that stupid we have. ass uh, mobile game that always gets av- clash of clans. Clash of Clans. That is what it, that is what our future is going to look like. <laughs> that mobile game is I I downloaded it and it sucks. Freemium mobile strategy video game. And it's not strategy. They charge you a bunch of money and it's <laughs> it's useless. And I hate Clash of Clans. And that's got a that's got a hundred million players. Wow. Oh, so that that's what I think that the future is going to look like. It's going to be these like stocky men with golden swords, but also a pistol in their back pocket just in case the sword doesn't work. Oh, yeah, just in case. Or they're too fat to, to move the sword, in which case you but just But we, are, we are entering... It's not going to be the Civil War. It's going to be Clash of Clans. All right, Clash of Clans it is. Well, it'll make great TV, which is really sad that there's a lot of people out there in entertainment who will say that earnestly in a meeting. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, you look at what happened with Live PD. I forget the network it was on, but like they lost half of their viewers. Paramount Network. Yeah. So. Which used to be Spike. Oh, so no, Spike, Spike had all these great. Spike used to be great. I, I like, gotta say, honestly, I like the like. Uh, what was it like? A thousand ways to die. And they'd be like, yes. "This dumb motherfucker died by a lawnmower." It and used to react. be. It used they to be that. It. it used to be that. Yeah. But then the Paramount Network became Live PD and like Gone with the Wind reruns. Yeah, it was a strange. I'm just gonna say it. The most shocking sentence I'll ever say. Strange time. It is a strange. It's time. a strange time. That's why you gotta have a golden samurai sword. Hey, buddy. Now a, I, I need a, I need a, um, an emerald encrusted, uh, uh, morning star. Yeah, you kind of do though. Yeah. Well, I, I do certainly. Yeah, but uh, you do, and I, I'm, 
There's a lot of gun stores here in LA. And I was saying, I don't think they would sell me a gun. I would walk they in. They would sell you eight guns. I think if I, if I walked in, they might actually be like, let's. This, I, I think you're this, greatly underestimating the gun ob- market. Who is this obvious school shooter that's walking in they'll here? They'll right give now? you, they will just be like, we know what you need. And they'll just give you the AR. No, I'll be, I would be so, I'd be trembling and sweating profusely. I guess most, most of the guys in there are probably sweating Yeah, it's, well, it's a super exciting place to walk into. It's a, it's a strip club for people with no dicks. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this week's Top Hat. Uh, we'll keep you informed the best we can. We didn't even get to Jerry Falwell Jr., the, uh, uh, the maniac that is uh, the head of Liberty, Liberty University. He's no longer at Liberty University. It is not a university, number one. It's a it's a horribly corrupt institution, most likely a money laundering scheme, much like a lot of evangelical Christian yeah, institutions. More like a casino. Than more a, like a casino, yeah. yeah. Um, nonetheless, he can't do it because he took a picture with his, kind of with his dick out, but not really, but he was just getting hammered with a chick, and they were like, that's... It was worse than his dick. It was his big old sweaty, hairy gut. Yeah, <laughs> his know? gut was out, and he was on a yacht. So you know, they're humble people. Yes, humble exactly. People. The meek shall inherit the earth. Yes, apparently they did. Uh, and they took a lot of money, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hoping you're doing all right out there. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. With my busy life, I use shipped same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the back. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipped.com. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.